Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I am so excited to talk about your book. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, Jody, thank you for having me on your show. I'm thrilled to be here. So I transitioned from 15 years of retail sales and leading sales teams to becoming an HR professional, where I discovered the joy of recruiting and as a um, as the talent acquisition manager, right? And I'm a volunteer leader and author of the CEOs of Networking, Connecting, Engaging, and the Opportunities to Serve, which created an opportunity where I recently joined a global company as our community conference manager. So networking and recruiting and just conferences all boiled into one is where I'm at now. (laughs) I would love to know what triggered your transition from sales to recruiting. Well, in my last role, I, I so I was with a company, a retailer for ooh, almost 20 years. And the very last role that they promoted me to was an HR supervisor. Interestingly, I'm like, when they pr- approached me with this, they're like, so yeah, would you like to be our HR supervisor? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what is that? And um, they're like, well, you get to hire everyone. You get to train everyone. You get to be their resource for whatever they need. And I was like, well, I do that for my team. Why not do it for everyone at the location? And I was like, yes, sign me up, right? And I loved it. I, I actually fell in love with that. But I also knew that I wanted to move forward and grow in the career. And when I did some research, oh, I needed my degree. I should probably get certified. I should. <laughs> there was like a whole other things and a whole other world of, out. I mean, like really what HR was really about. And I thought, okay, I want to do that. So I did. I went back to school and my academic advisor, you know, one of the Craig things was like, you need to get connected. You need to change a resume, all this great stuff. And I'm like, get connected. He's like, yeah, you know, start networking, get on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, my LinkedIn page. I haven't touched that. And oh my God, do I still have one? (laughs) And uh, when I did, this is really sad. I had only 42 connections on LinkedIn at the time. And they said that was really sad for an HR person. So you need to change that. <laughs> so yeah, I just dove into it. I went to all every networking event I could get a hold of. I made so many faux pas like um, on how to grow my network, but I learned from them. I find that there's a lot of commonalities between talent acquisition and selling. And so I feel like those sometimes mirror each other in some ways. And it's nice to have both sides to like kind of learn the good and the bad and then kind of blend them and say, this is how I should be as a recruiter or as a TA manager. Exactly. Yes. And that, and that, I, Taps in, you find the benefits, right? So as as opposed to just selling the benefits of a product, you are selling the benefits of the candidate to a potential client or vice versa, or trying to find out or the company to the to the candidate and marrying the two. And yes, so that 
that spoke to me. And plus, I just love when people land. <laughs> I just do. It, it just makes me so happy. And when they come back and they're like, oh, thank you, Heidi. You know, you helped me so much. And, and that that's special to me. <laughs> it's so rewarding. I always tell every one of my candidates, let me know when you get the job so I can do a happy dance with you because it is. It's a, it's a pure joy to be able to do that for somebody. It is. Because it impacts your whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So what inspired you to become an author and write the CEOs of networking? So a mentor, fellow author and friend, um, Bruce Waller would often say to me, if people keep asking you the same question over and over, maybe you should take a closer look at what they're saying and then do something about it. So I had former classmates, colleagues, job seekers asking me how I was growing my network so quickly. And while I would share individually what I was doing, I thought, okay, maybe I need to do something more about that, right? Pandemic hit. (laughs) And I had, all of a sudden I had time (laughs) to research and connect with people that I probably would not have had access to. And I started writing this book and just really wanted it to be uh, something that someone could just go to and get ideas about and and maybe change your perception about net- networking. What were some of the things that you saw that were either not factual about networking or things that individuals had to overcome in order to see networking for what it really truly should be? That's the key word you do, should be. So there are still people who I would say network the old way. And that is kind of came from the sales era, right? Back in the day where everything had to be push, push, sell, sell. And, you know, you had to believe that you had to get out. It's all me, 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 me. You do that now, it's going to turn people off, right? They're not even, they're just going to have that glazed look. They're just going to wander off. So I'm not even going to hear what you're saying. I, I share how networking, first of all, shouldn't be about you. Yes, yes, you will get something out of it. But how can you help someone else, right? How can you be of value to them? I don't know if you believe in karma or not, but I feel like if you pay it out there, you put it out there, you put the good vibes, it will come back to you. So one of my parts, my OS on the CEOs is opportunities to serve. And this is how, where you can take your volunteering opportunities and really learn to connect with your community, your organizations, those in it, and help them. And they will see what you are about. They become, they will start to like you. They will start to get to know you. They start to trust you. And that's what friendships are really based on, right? So that's how we go from networking to like net friendships. That has a whole other different basis. So I read a study about where people go to a networking event and as soon as they leave, they feel like they have to wash their hands, right? It's because it's, it's, it's like, and it's nothing because of germs or COVID or anything. It was about feeling dirty, feeling like it was so transactional. So they had to be on guard, right? But if you go to an event and you are just, take yourself out of the equation and just really want to learn about who you're talking to. Say, Jody, you know, what is it that you do? How can I help you? What are you struggling with? And you're really listening to that and then thinking whether or not you can actually help them. Maybe you know someone who can help them, right? Then it becomes, they're opening up to you. They become a more of a, they're willing to trust you. They wanted, they understand that you're listening. Big key there, right? And then, that starts forming a true relationship. 
and that friendship that you can grow from. And no longer do you feel like you need a hand sanitizer to wash, right? <laughs> right? And it becomes a purer, a simpler, and uh, ultimately a better way to connect. Yeah, I, I feel like when I go to a networking event, my goal is to connect with one person and really get to know them. I don't try to work the whole crowd. I'm a introvert that's always had to be an extrovert for her career. So it, I think it also helps me with my energy. But at the same time, I feel like that connection, because you took the time, you're listening, you're building that relationship already in the networking event. I just feel like it's a better a better return on investment in time for me and energy. And then, like you said, like just trying to connect them to, you know, whatever is going to help them is such a huge benefit. And karma is real. I mean, I, I truly believe that if you help one person, that means, you know, something will come back to you just as much because you're so focused on others. In my book, I talked to uh, Teresa Ram and she's up in Canada. She's an amazing networker. She has her own business. And she told me she was actually at a, a meeting one time, a networking meeting. And this, there's this man who kept trying to sell to her every time or sell to everyone every time he showed up. And she finally had to put a stop. She got in front of him and said, if you don't sell to me, we can have a lovely conversation. <laughs> as soon as she starts selling to me, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> She's like, this is not the time or place for that. Let's, let's get to know each other. Maybe we can set up a, uh, an appointment afterward for one-on-one, -on -one. but in this setting, this is not that. I don't need to hear what product you're selling <laughs> right now. This is not it, right? And they had a lovely conversation and he became much more welcomed into the group before people would just kind of roll their eyes every time he walk in <laughs> and people were like, oh, there he is again. He understood, but he had to learn. He actually had to learn, right? That's, uh, I think some people just assume one way. And so- Finding that way to bridge that connection is very important. And I think when you talk about the assumption, I think a lot of people do. They go into a networking event and assume that everyone's going to sell. So I have to sell too. Or they don't even show up because they assume everyone's going to sell and it's going to be extremely annoying. And so being able to break some of those barriers and be able to show them like, no, this is not what networking is today can be very impactful. And I, I wanted to circle back around about the volunteering because I truly see that as an individual who has a community and you're working in that community and, and helping that community, that is networking. And I think a lot of people don't even connect community service to networking. So tell me a little bit more about you know, kind of what you see volunteering or, or any other, you know, activity you might be doing outside of work and how that can be um, impactful to your network? Great question. So I, first of all, this is going to sound like outside of work, but I think it's important to, there are organizations that are in our industry and a lot of them, you can volunteer with those organizations. I promise you, I've never heard anyone be a part of an organization say, no, we don't need any help. You can join those. And I, I had joined like our local groups who we have like Dallas HR, uh, North Texas SHRM, Therma, which is a Texoma HR Management Association, all part of different Sherma groups. And I got on their boards. I started with their committees, right? So right now I'm the student engagement director to help the, the next coming, up and coming HR professionals, love them and to help them see realistic value. But more importantly, or not more importantly, but as important, um, I'm getting seen, right? And my skill set 
of connecting people, organizing, uh, planning, uh, teamwork, you know, collaboration, it's all getting noticed. And if they know that you're doing that in your volunteer time, you better believe they know I can do that professionally. That is very important. And then I think people realize, you know, oh, networking takes so much, or not networking, I'm sorry, volunteering takes so much time, but it doesn't. I, uh, I mean, my one of my committees, an hour a month on a lunch break, right? We meet up and yeah, we do a little bit of things off out, you know, project wise, but it doesn't take any initial time. And if it aligns with what you're already doing, it's not any additional work. So it becomes pleasurable. I mean, if you get like that uh, volunteer high, just from helping people by the helpers high. Also volunteer now outside of work, right? You can volunteer. So I have a cause that's very passionate to me is the Alzheimer Association. Uh, my father passed away a couple of years ago from Alzheimer's, but before that, the Alzheimer's Association helped me with resources on how to be a great caregiver for my father and help his last days. So I joined the, the Walk to End Alzheimer's. I started as a participant, you know, donations and stuff like that. And then I joined our committees and started helping get the awareness out there. That whole community, because it was very passionate and, and, and it touched everyone in that community of, of the walk, um, became like a second family to me, right? And so when I wrote my book, they actually are huge supporters of my book, right? And then I actually did like book signings and donate, you know, hundreds and well, probably at this point, thousands of dollars to uh, the, off, the walk to end Alzheimer's from the proceeds of my book, so. That's fantastic. And it, it is like you, there are things that are near and dear to our hearts based off of what's happened in our family or to ourselves or just to the world. And I think a lot of times people try to separate that from like their business persona, I guess you can say, when in, when in fact, like if you're spending quality time with the Alzheimer's Association, they get to know you, they should probably know what you do yes. <laughs> so that, because that's a big part of who you are. And then that way they may be able to, you know, connect dots and be able to provide something to you, especially, I mean, that was one thing that, you know, it was hit over and over again when I, you know, started in recruiting is you always told everyone who you were and what you did. And that, I, you know, especially when I was doing IT recruiting, it, you know, I would be like, hi, I'm Jody, And, you know, no matter where I was, and if they asked me what I do, I'd be like, I'm an IT recruiter. I'm always looking to talk to IT professionals, help them with their career. And, and so I think a lot of other professions don't really think about that. I love hearing that you're giving some of your proceeds back to yes. them. That's so cool. Um, and I love hearing the book signings. So what are some other things that you've gotten to do since you became an author? And also so that your book was a bestseller. So congratulations on that too. Thank you. Thank you. But what, what are some of the goals that you had once you became an author? What are the things that you really want to do now that you have that author as part of your title? Well, it's actually helped me connect at this point, like hundreds of people to new career opportunities, right? For those who actually didn't know how to network, it helped them. From like the whole, my last professional roles, all my professional roles have been through networking. So we're talking about how your jobs are not on the job boards, you know, 70% of the jobs are not out there. It's because you have to network with the people, right? Or, you know, work with my staffing firms. Anyway, <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, that's, you know, that is, I think, the big part of, of connecting and the successes that has all led to this. You know, it's led to speaking, it's led to 
book signings, but it more importantly has led to people connecting um, and engaging different ways. And even, even joining a book club, right? Because I've actually, during this process, was part of a book club that has also quite a few authors in it. And connecting with other authors is actually really amazing <laughs> um, through all of this has really helped build that, uh, what I would call successes for me. So yes, I'm, I'm really excited when I hit the, the, the bestseller new releases. That was a really exciting moment. But what's more special to me is when someone actually comes to me and tells me how their book helped them see networking in a different light or helped them think of ways that they didn't know before uh, or even never thought of, right? How to connect with someone. Those to, that's to me is, is a success. I mean, it doesn't hurt that it uh, helped me with my career, my own career, Robert. Again, it's that karma, right? Like you're, you wrote a book to, it was a gift to people to help them with networking. And by giving that gift and providing them with those tools and that knowledge, we would hope that something good would happen for you, right? I mean, it's, it's karma. And that is, that is amazing. And that is special that you're able to scale yourself in a way where a book can be everywhere and people can learn from you in that way. And it helps you also be able to continue your, your professional and personal successes. So Heidi has been wonderful talking to you today. Uh, before we leave, I would love to know what's the best way for the audience to connect with you and where can they buy the CEOs of networking? Well, you can definitely um, go to hrheidi.com. LinkedIn is probably my most preferred way for professional connection. So it's just Heidi Torres. You can buy my book on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles and Kobo. So I will get all that information out to the audience so that they can start to connect and, and hopefully buy your book as well. But Heidi, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.